This lady has the anointing of the Lord on her this morning. God has been speaking to her. Yes. And what she shares this morning is going to be powerful and it's going to impact your heart in the name of Jesus. Thanks, Christiane. Well, good morning, everyone. We've all had a great morning so far, haven't we? And it's not over yet. So fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> so I'm going to read today from Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18. So it starts off, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh, blood or blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able, able to stand your ground and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray, <clears throat> and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all of the saints. So let's just pray a moment. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word that you've given me for all of us this morning. And I pray that everyone will be touched by your words, that hearts will be opened, ears will be able to hear, and everyone is deeply impacted with the power of your Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So... This scripture in Ephesians 6 is right near the end of a letter that was written by Apostle Paul while he was in prison. So if you um, think about it, it's a description of um, a Roman soldier's armour. So I want us to look at both the soldier's armour at first and the armour of God. And then I want to expand it a little bit deeper. So my message title today is The Armour of God, Our Spiritual Warfare. So Paul wants us all, as followers of Christ, to know how to fight in this spiritual battle we find ourselves in and ultimately on how to defeat the enemy and win. So he is urging us to put on a full spiritual armour of God but you might say exactly what that is. And there'll be a picture coming up in a moment. There you go. There's our handsome 
Roman soldier. So if you look at him, he first of all is wearing a tunic. Then he has a belt that's firmly fastened firmly and securely around his waist and it protects all the area between his hips and his abdomen. It is made of thick, heavy leather and metal with a protective piece that hung down So, um, and there was also a place where he could put his sword. This belt held all of the other pieces of armour in place and he could also tuck his tunic up out of the way when he was running or fighting so then he would be unhindered. The belt of truth is what holds our armour together as well. We can find the truth in God's word and through his son, Jesus Christ. We all know, need to know this truth. It protects, will protect ourselves against our own flesh and the world and our main enemy, of course, Satan, who is the father of lies. Now, some versions might say to be girded with the belt of truth. Now, I looked up what girded means and it means to be prepared. So we all need to go out fully every single day being totally prepared for action. Be prepared whatever the enemy throws at us. So the Roman soldier, he was always equipped with a breastplate which covered his complete chest area and protects all of the vital organs even when he wasn't quick enough to pick up his shield. As believers, our breastplate has been given to us through Jesus. Our breastplate is Jesus' righteousness, which never fails us. We do not have righteousness of our own, but it's only by his power that we choose to do what is right. Living a right life rooted in God's word is powerful to protect our hearts killing our flesh and defeating the enemy. So a soldier, he, you have a look and he's wearing sandals. They protect his feet on long um, marches and fierce battles. His sandals were very, have a very thick sole and the straps that went up around his ankles. And um, I didn't know this. But the, the bottom of the soldier's shoe or his sandals had spikes on them. So I don't know if anybody else is, um, knows that, but I thought that was quite interesting. But it helped him to stand firm and give him a firm, solid foundation when he travelled. So our firm, solid foundation is found in the Gospels. We have peace in knowing that our feet are secure in what Jesus has done for us. The soldier, then he always carries his shield. It was his primary, primary defence weapon. It was made of hard wood, canvas and metal and it could easily be put into um, to water if those flaming arrows came at him and it would extinguish it in water. Faith is our shield, which protects us from anything that the enemy throws at us. Those flaming arrows come at us in all directions. And we need the faith and trust in the Lord that will keep us from any spiritual harm 
that could naturally inflict some serious wounds. We need to trust in God's power to enable us to be steadfast when the battle rages, remembering that God works all things together for good and know that God is always true to his promise. So the last piece of armour that a soldier had to put on was his helmet. It's made from bronze with leather straps that protect the whole head area and covered his head um, facial area but this this um, shield doesn't or this um, helmet didn't have the little piece that comes down some um, most of them had the little piece down um, in between the eyes as well so his armor would be useless if he didn't wear his helmet because one swift blow to his head and that would have been the end of him we need our helmet of salvation It is the most crucial piece of our armour too. Without God's Holy Spirit dwelling within us from that moment of salvation, our armour is useless also. Salvation empowers us to fight and protects us in our weaknesses. Without salvation, the Holy Spirit can't work through us to bring that victory. On the day of our salvation, we were able to take off the natural man, and I think we've heard of that before this morning, take off our natural man and put on a spiritual one, which made it possible to put on the whole armour of God. Now, all those pieces um, of armour, a soldier had to put on or take up to actually protect himself. Now, there's one piece of armour that he has to pick up and it's a defence weapon to fight against any enemy that came at him. Made of heavy um, sharpened metal, his sword could pierce through even the strongest of armour. It was a deadly weapon that would penetrate, slice and slash the enemy. Our word of God is our shield, sorry, is our sword. (laughs) So with God's word, we can truly fight and defeat the enemy's schemes and ploys. Even when, um, even Jesus used um, a piece of scripture when the enemy came at him, when Satan came at him um, in the desert, Jesus knew that God's word was the most powerful weapon we have for he said the thief comes to only to steal and to kill and destroy but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full that's in John 10 10 so we need to use God's word as a sword to pierce through the enemy just like Jesus did So now we can see why Paul urges us to put on the whole armour of God. But I know that we're all human. I am human. And I know there are times when I think everything's fine. I go out on my day. Then something happens. Distractions come. Fears 
doubts, confusion, bitterness and anger might come in. I might feel physically and or um, spiritually under attack, which makes me then realise that something is missing. What have I done? I've grown tired. I've grown weary. I've probably loosened up my belt and my sandals and breastplate and probably put my shield and sword down. And now, what am I? I'm totally exposed because what have I done? Isaiah 40, um, verse 30, it says, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. 2 Timothy 1, 7, For, do- for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, there's always that knowing and going back to the cross, focusing on Jesus and um, he, where he puts that helmet of salvation on our heads. And um, I'd like Haley to put that other picture up. I found this good picture because it was a man and a lady. And you can see Jesus putting the helmet of salvation He's placing it on everyone's head. When they come and accept Jesus, he'll just place it on their head. John 14, verse 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth, truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ephesians 2, 8, For it is by grace you have been um, saved through faith, and it's not yourselves. It is a gift of God. You see, Jesus gave us that gift of salvation when he placed that, that helmet on top of our heads. And he, he won't take it away. He, he won't take a gift away once he's, we've been given it. But it's, up, it's us. We turn our back on him sometimes. We walk away. But if we find ourselves ever doing that, that's when we need to go back to the cross, repent and call on Jesus again. Turn back to him. Turn back to him. Isaiah 59, 21, it says, As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is on you and my words that I have put in your mouth will not depart from your mouth or from the mouths of your children, or from the mouths of their descendants, from this time on and forever, says the Lord. So God wants to be able to give us that gift of salvation forever. He wants us to um, be able to pass it on. But of course I know we've got adult children and it is their choice. But God wants to pass it on. He will pass it on to all of our descendants but it's um, their choice. So apart from God's armour, which of course focuses mostly on the word, if you think about it, there are a few other things that I would like to um, focus on that I found out about Ephesians 6. Paul tells us at the start three times to stand. Then on the fourth um, time he says, stand firm. And towards the end, 
He says, pray. Pray in the spirit. You see, our entire armour relies on God's power and strength. It's not what we can do alone. And then another observation about any soldier is that they all need to be in unity. We've heard that again this morning. Unity with each other and, of course, the person leading them. They all needed to be on the same side. Our Heavenly Father, he is our commander-in-chief. We are the soldiers in God's army and we need to take our lead from him. Without his presence in our lives, we are powerless in the battle. Being a soldier in God's army, we need to put on the whole armour of God or else we will be vulnerable to temptation in those areas where we may have a weakness and where we have failed to leave ourselves under his protective hand. The gospel of um, Christ Jesus was given to us to bring us peace, happiness and to protect us from the destruction destructive consequences of the world's schemes. Although the battle has already been won through Jesus, our daily battle must still be fought. For us to be victorious, we need a battle. But God is calling his church, his army, to arise. Arise using all of the armour that God has has given us and be united in faith. For far too long, we have been comfortable. We need to shake ourselves off and arise in readiness for the battle. Now, yesterday when I was reading over my notes, I felt God say to me, everybody needs to stand up. We all need to stand up because we all get comfortable. Come on, all stand up. We all need to shake ourselves off. Stop being comfortable. We need to wake ourselves up. We need to, um, yeah, just make sure that we're not sitting comfy. God doesn't want us comfy, which I think the church has been comfy for far too long. So we just need to shake it off, shake it off. You can sit down. (laughs) Thankfully, we all have been equipped with some very, very powerful tools and weapons to defeat the enemy and to continue living in victory. We just need to use them. (laughs) We need to stand firm in the armour of God, pray, read the word, and live in unity, for they are all so extremely important to us. God is so longing, he's so urging for us to communicate with him. Speaking to him through prayer and listening to him through the word. Sorry, my watch is telling me I need to calm down. I think it's telling me I'm a bit under stress. (laughs) It's it's buzzing. (laughs) Speaking to him through prayer and listening to him through the word. His spirit can also speak directly to us when we are fully open to him. Spending time in his presence. So there's that presence again.
It's going off the chart. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> now, prayer builds a personal relationship and closer intimacy with God our Father. Prayer is fellowship with God. It's an expression of our obedience and affirmation of God's promises to us. It provides us with an opportunity for exaltation, adoration, praise, worship, thanksgiving, confession of sins and other requests. When we pray, we tap into God's power, strength and authority, which will change any situation and it releases faith into our lives. Jesus said, my house, now that's being us, we are God's temple. So my house we will be called a house of prayer. Now just sit tight, I'm going to try and read some scriptures here and be really quick. 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then uh, will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Jeremiah 29.12 Then you will call upon me and I will come and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Both Matthew and Mark say, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray continually. James 5.13, it says, if anyone of you is in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. So we need just to keep worshipping God. I mean, if you don't know what to pray, just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Just love on him. 1 Jude, sorry, Jude one twenty. <clears throat> but you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Spirit. That's speaking in tongues. I mean, I've found times when... I've sat there speaking in tongues and you can just feel the presence. You can just feel that power coming on you. So prayer is an important way which we can communicate to God, but he also wants us to learn more about him. And we can do that by reading of the word, which reveals his love for us all and gives um, gives him a chance to speak to us. We need to take time to listen, listen for his soft, sweet voice. It is. You've got to really be attuned because it's so soft, it's so sweet. The word is water for our souls, for our root system. Lack of the word in our lives and it will call our spirits to become parched and hardened to God's truth. When we are in the word, we can pray the word of God in conjunction with the Holy Spirit's direction and timing. 
We need our attitudes and actions to change, allowing God's word to penetrate into our hearts, taking root in our prayers so that we can pick up our sword. Here you go. Just remembered I put my sword here, but I forgot it was there. So we can pick up our sword in readiness to fight and defeat the enemy. To do this, we need to be in the word, meditating on it so that we can remember it and it will be there ready. It will be there ready for us to use when we need it. Hebrews 4.12 Sorry. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I like that. So God's word is living. It is active. It is full of power. It's energetic. It can cut through anything that the enemy would put on you. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. God has breathed life into all of scripture. It is useful for the teaching us what is true. It is useful for correcting our mistakes. It is useful for making our lives whole again. It is useful for training us to do what is right. So if you just read that alone, I mean, it tells you how important the word of God is. So reading the word completely prepares and equips us so we can do whatever it is that we need to do. We need to be in total agreement. Sorry. We need to be in total agreement and united with God, his word and others, for we all belong to the same body. So God is wanting us all to be in unity, to be on the same side with him and everyone else that calls himself as a Christian. Unity was a soldier's greatest shield when linked together with others on the same side. Banding together with other believers in the fight of faith is our best defence and the strongest bond against the enemy's plots. Romans 15.5 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4, verses 3 to 6. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So one, oneness equals unity. Colossians 3.14 
And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. God is love. So we've got to, you know, God pours his love into us. And we need to give it out, give it out, and yeah, just let him be able to pour that, that love through you. We are bonded together through our belief in Jesus. We are called to fight alongside each other, not fight against one another, but together, united in him, in one faith. God wants us to be fully clothed in and always be armed with his full armour of power united and united, being united in strength. Whenever we feel tired and weary, we must go back to Jesus, go back to prayer, go back to the word, call on the Holy Spirit, straighten up and tighten up our armour, maybe call on a friend who can pray with you. But yeah, we must begin the fight um, standing firm in the word and in prayer and then God will join us in the battle. We will see the fighting victory of his power at work. When the enemy comes in at us, stand firm, fighting back with God's word, being fully armed, united in his power and strength. And why? 2 Corinthians 10, 3-4. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On contrary, they have divine power to demolish the strongholds. We stop arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God when we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ Jesus. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. He will light them up. He will illuminate them. Luke 10, 18. God has given us the authority over Satan. And Second um, Chronicles twenty fifteen says, "And know that the battle is not yours; it is God's. It belongs to God." Isaiah fifty seventeen: No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. So there's so much power in the spoken word. You see, the devil will flee and be overpowered when we repent, pray and put on the full armour of God. Listen to and know his voice, knowing that he is on our side. Read his word. Praise your way through. Then stand. Stand in unity. Stand in the position of victory. 
The devil has no choice, but he'll have to leave you alone when you, when you submit yourself to God and resist the lies he tries to tell you. He tells us so many lies. I know he tells them to me. No demon in hell is strong enough to overpower the word of God. See, now, I believe that when we became Christians, when um, we were born again, Jesus anointed us and appointed us for that battle right from um, the moment of salvation by placing his anointing on our head. He anointed us right at that, that moment. Isaiah 61, verse 1. It's my favourite piece of scripture, what the whole bit is, but I just want to read verse 1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. There's a whole list of things there that um, God has anointed us to do. But God has anointed each one of us with something different than the person sitting next to you. We are all anointed and he's all chosen us for a different task. So we go forth as spiritual warriors with praise and the word in our hearts, prayer on our lips, united and fully dressed and anointed for battle. When we start to arise as God's chosen army, then things around us are going to change. Now, this Thursday is the 1st of April and it happens to be the first day of our month of prayer and fasting. And this is what I am believing for. Now, I think some of that word today had some of this, but I didn't actually hear the word that was spoken to while worship was going because I was out the back. <laughs> but this is what I'm praying for. I'm believing that breakthroughs, miracles and the power of the Holy Spirit is coming in a greater measure on us all. We need to pray, stand firm in God, for Jesus is our shield, he is our rock, he's our shepherd, our refuge, our fortress, our avenger, deliverer, protector, provider, redeemer. He's the healer. He is the king of kings, the Lord of laws, the bread of life. He's the anointed one. He's almighty God. He is our Lord and saviour. He is the captain and commander in chief of his army. And we have been fully equipped, anointed and appointed as soldiers in his holy army, ready for any battle. Amen. So you can all stand with me as mighty soldiers in God's army. You didn't know you were all soldiers, did you? But we are. We've all been equipped. We are so equipped. So I would just like you to Bow your heads at the moment. Close your eyes. So I'm not quite sure if anybody's here that doesn't know Jesus but would like to, and maybe even online. So I just would um, like to say a prayer. 
and I'll get you to all repeat it after me. Okay? Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, knowing that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe, I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come in my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. According to your word, I am now saved in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I just pray that that is, um, yeah, that you'll all grab hold of that and know that, yeah, there is so much power in the word, unity and prayer. And just go out this week fighting in God's army.